This week's episode of Choose Don't Excuse is sponsored by Muscle Donut. Muscle Donuts are gluten-free, baked, never fried, hand-dipped, and packed with 10 grams of protein. That's right, 10 grams of protein. We absolutely love them. In fact, it is one of Judy's absolutely favorite treats. If you enjoy living a healthy lifestyle, but donuts are your weakness, check out themusceldonut.com. Another episode of Choose Don't Excuse. It is the Corona Edition. I'm Jody. And I'm Judy. And every week we get together to explore the power of choice in your life. And I tell you, there's a lot of choices being made in the last couple weeks. Well, and we're choosing, <laughs> but we've always chosen, to record at home together. <laughs> yeah, we always do this at home. So, so it's we're, not anything different. We're social distancing ourselves from everybody else. Right. I think that's a funny term, actually. Social distancing. It almost sounds like we should, you know, because we talk about social media. It's like we should be um, not social distancing on social media, but we're talking about social distancing outside. But I just think that's a funny term. You know, the other funny term that um, Devin just brought up to me, well, you and I talked about this yesterday. The term shelter in place, and you and I were like, What? Like, does what? That mean? <laughs> so, it's a politically correct word for a quarantine. <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. It's like, What does that even mean? Shelter in place. It's almost like, Well, if my shelter all of a sudden is in my car, I guess I'm in place and I'm going to stay in my car. You know, I mean, granted, maybe some it's people. It's not like sh- you have a mobile shelter. Maybe, maybe some people's <laughs> shelters are are in their car and that and not, no disrespect to them that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying it's it's it was a funny term and you and i thought that was funny and actually today as i talked to our oldest son devin he's in la and they just um released last night at midnight that they have theirs is called and they changed the term instead of shelter in place they called it safe at home i'm like yeah, that makes more that sense. That makes a lot more sense. Like, who came yeah. up with shelter in place? And who came <laughs> up with hashtag social distancing? It's like, what in the world? It's like, don't, I don't like those terms, honestly. Social distancing, it's just like, you know, in fact, when they say six feet away, I'm always like, what are you trying to say, six feet under? I mean, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I just thought, I, these all these terms, I think, I just feel like, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it just, it, because I, I, um, define it differently when I hear it. And yeah, I mean, I know what they're trying to get at, but yeah, safe at home is much better than shelter in place, whichever, whatever that means. Cause if my shelter in place, I'm stuck at the airport, I guess that's my shelter in place now. So it's whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's been totally topsy turvy. I mean, it has literally changed the way we are interacting, it's changing the way that we're working. In fact, on Monday, we came in as a team and we said, look, guys, in consideration of our team, we're going to have everybody on our team work remotely um, because we're a software company. So we can actually do that. We're conditioned to do that. Um, and then we set up some guidelines that said, all right, guys, we're going to meet at 9, 12 and 3. And using Zoom and I and go to meeting and I tell you that has been a phenomenal shift for us. Um, it's enabled us to leverage technology that has always been at our hands, 
but it has also allowed us to leverage that and use it, but enforce accountability. And having that accountability where we touch base three times a day, and as we were progressing throughout the week, we actually discovered that the midday meeting actually was disrupting the flow of the team working together. So as the week progressed, we chose to just go to two meetings a week at 9 and nine o'clock in the morning and 3 p.m. And we found that that subtle change as we were learning how to do this effectively as a team, it really enhanced our abilities to serve our customers and work together collaboratively. No, that's great. And I like that you... Um you know, you listen to your team and basically they're like, this isn't working or I, you know, we need this time in the middle and, you know, and then you guys responded to that. Well, so I, go ahead. Yeah. And one of the things that I've noticed is that there seems actually, it's actually brought us closer together because we're enforcing a check-in with each other. And so when we meet at nine, we're joking. It's like I was on before everybody else at three o'clock. And so I was actually going, uh, Boise 789 Jody Cedric checking in is anybody out there this is a Wolverine <laughs> do you feel like you were like the only person in the world left yeah like I'm, I'm the only guy <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere seeing if somebody's out there and the guys just started playing off of that and they're like yeah this is uh Curtis checking in from Ridian and you know it just led to some real kind of comical conversations oh, and and I like that dynamic because while we've been socially distanced, we've in, been able to leverage technology to actually bring us together and enable us to continue to work as a team. Yeah, what a blessing that we do have the technology we have because that's been helpful in so many ways where people can still work. I mean, and, and you and your company, I mean, you've been, you would have just been able to do remote anyways. Yes. All of you, each one of you can work remotely. But you guys chose to have an office and to have a team together. But at that time, as I think we also, and it sounds like you guys did, and I know we do, it's like as a family, we take for granted that we see each other on a daily basis. And you took, you know, maybe we took for granted that, oh, since we're seeing each other, we don't need to check in. Yeah. And I mean, I know you guys had, um, you do have a time where you do a stand up, is what you guys call yeah, it. Yeah, we would do one. But Every day. It, sometimes it would get loose and it's like, oh, I'm not going to show up or I'm working on this. And so they would kind of check in. And this is actually enforced everybody checking in. And so it's, I think it's actually made us a more effective team because now everybody is being accountable because we don't just walk by and just see what we're doing or assume what they're doing. We're actually reporting I actually hear the guys going, yeah, I've been struggling with this. Can you, can I carve out some of your time later today where we can get on a Zoom call and work together? And so I see a lot more dynamic uh, collaboration together. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm sure they probably either Skype or I'm not sure what you guys use. Yeah, we're using Zoom or Slack are the two Slack, tools that we use. Is Slack something that you guys can just, hey, message someone right away? Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. So is that like a Skype? Yeah, it's, it is like Skype, but Slack is a messaging tool. You can share videos and do online meetings as well as okay. text each other. And so we have this open thread yeah. that you can talk to each other or you can send direct messages to each other. So yeah. it's been extremely effective. Well, and that's, and that's the beauty that we do have technology and that we're able to do that. And then like with me, 
I mean, you've always been able to work from home remotely if you needed to anytime if that was necessary. Yeah. Um, we have telephones, obviously, our cell phones that help us. But, um, and for me, I've, with my health and fitness business, that's always been from home. And then when I started with Alaska, um, that was eventually, you know, I'm at the call center right now, but eventually I was supposed to be home. And, um, you know, but that was going to be after a few months of um, time in the call center, you know, as, as I'm getting familiar and talk about the baptism by fire with Alaska <laughs> Airlines and all that. We'll get into that in a minute. But I mean, with, you know, just inundated with all the changes going on. But the fact that we are doing this, um, you know, social, well, basically safe at home, really is what we're, what we're trying to do. Yeah, quarantining is not the correct word, I don't believe, for any of us because a, a true quarantine is not still being able to go out to the store. So, right, right. you know, if we need to. And that's okay. I mean, I want us to be able to, you know, be safe and all that, but still be able to go to the store as necessary. And um, so... So now that we're doing safe at home, um, they've, the Alaska group have um, allowed us to all go home early and after, you know, a few weeks of training and then we're going to go home early and bring all the equipment home and work from home. And so, you know, that's a great thing because that's what we, you know, all hope to do as we were are the last class to be hired from them. And it's great. And that's, it's a, it, it, we're, we're excited about all going but you know what? Some of us planned to go later, go home later. So there's like different, you know, different things, dynamics in their own families. For me, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. I mean, we're, it's the same whether yeah. I work from home or not. But for some families, it has affected them and having to juggle like, okay, now what do I do if I'm home and, you know, and whatever, whatever the situation is. And so all that juggling and like what you said, it's the adaptation and changes that we have to make within ourselves, within our minds, within our um, own families, within, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's kind of like what we talked about with um, being, being like water. That was one of our last podcasts. Yes. And it was, how appropriate was that? Was this the oh, timing perfect. of that? When we talked about like, okay, we got to be like water. And we're not talking about like just going with the flow. We're talking about like using it. Um, to your advantage to still help you press forward and push forward. And that's the thing about um, what the situation has done. I believe with you, for sure, like you said, is it's shown that you're just a little more, um, I don't know. More it's forced organized. us to be adaptable Not yet. and more organized. Yes, yeah. to, to have accountability be a greater part of our day-to-day. -day. And that's one of the things, actually... Prior to the corona, we would often discuss how, how can we improve the accountability that we're doing as a team? Oh, look to at actually, that. you know, you set a goal and say, all right, guys, by this time, we need to have this done. And so one of the blessings of this is it really has forced us to put in place those things that make us more accountable. And what we're discovering is that it's making us more efficient. We're actually getting more done because we're reporting twice a day. Well, and that's that's what I liked about it. What you just said is that it's made you more efficient, but look what you also said. You also said that it's drawn you guys together. 
to work more collaboratively. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that you weren't collaborative before, but I'm sure you each had your own departments and then so-and-so was doing this and they were just kind of doing their own thing. And then maybe at one point you would meet together, but now you're like, we all have to meet together all the time. Yes. And we need to discuss this together as a group. So, you know, you know, I mean, I'm not saying the hand doesn't know what the foot's doing or the other hand's doing, but you just, it's no, just but- more, more, um, I don't know, centralized. Yeah, I and I found before I think we were while we had structure in place, I think we were more lackadaisical about it. Where now we're being we're dependent upon it to ensure our success. Mm-hmm. Because everybody wants to make sure that we're meeting the needs of our customers, that we're, you know, keeping the sustainability of our company moving forward and putting those minute changes in systems in place and accountability related to that is building our success. Right. No. And I, so that, so like the, the uh, challenge that we're facing with the COVID that the world is facing, it sounds like for you, I mean, these are the pluses. These are the bonuses that have shifted. Now there's, you can, we can talk about the shift that's been happening out there and all the changes that have been going on and, all the negative things that have happened, but there's, I think, a lot more positive things that, I mean, at least that's what I'm focusing on, are the positive things that have been happening. Absolutely, we have, there's some definite issues going on, some illnesses and deaths, and it's a it's a sad situation, a scary situation, but um, we don't have to be scared. I mean, because that's not going to serve anything. That won't help anybody as we are if we ourselves are in a panic mode in a scared mode and we don't even need to talk about all the shelves that are empty unless you want to, um, (laughs) in the stores, but you know, that's the panic mode mentality, the scarcity mentality that I think, um, that some of that some people have and it affects everybody. I mean, obviously this is affecting every single person, your jobs. I mean, it's, it's all over the globe, right? Economically, physically, um, emotionally, emotionally yeah. absolutely. It's all affected. And I look at the industry that I'm in besides health and fitness. It's, it's so interesting because now that we're at home, um, you know, what we took for granted, the uh, ability to freely, you know, especially us in America, we freely can just head out, go to the store. If we want to buy this, go to the shelf. It's right there. We can just pick it up. And now you're like, uh, I hope they have some potatoes. You know, I'm like, I'm going to live in Idaho and there's no potatoes. Oh my gosh. You know, but, but, you know, we took, we take for granted those little things or take for granted. We go to a friend's house. We could just go on over there. Um, And that has made us just more, um, I don't know, dynamically aware of the things that are actual, um, I want to say blessings, but, you know, now these are just like... (laughs) first world problems that we were having, not being able to leave to the, go to luxuries the, store, that the luxury that are part of our life or to go to the movies, to go just to go have coffee with a friend or whatever. You just like, Oh, so those are great reminders. This is, yeah. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is it helps us learn from it, not take it for granted anymore. I think, I hope we don't. I remember there was a time where you and I in our young married life, um, when would, we needed assistance and we got some assistance from our church to buy groceries. And so we were in a financial situation. We needed that help and how humbling that was for us to actually receive that assistance. 
and how grateful we were when I actually could go to a grocery store and buy food because I took for granted, we took for granted, and I would complain about going to the store. I remember going, oh my gosh, I got to drag the kids and I got to go to the store and I got to pick, take them out of the car seat and I got to bring them into the store. And then we got to fight with them in the store and then I got to, you know, whatever. So I would complain going grocery shopping. Oh my gosh. You know, and then the time when I couldn't just go grocery shopping with my own money, that made me just feel like so, I was so humbled. And then when we were able to just shop, I was like, yeah, I'm never saying that again. And from then on, I never said that again because I was like, you know, this is a time to rejoice. So guys, take this opportunity and look at the things that you can do. We can still talk to our friends. We still have a phone we can call. We can still send out messages of love and all that, you know, and hope. We have social media to be able to do that with as well to the world. So these are the good things that are happening. Yes, there's a lot of scary things that are happening out there. So do what you can to not enhance the scary things, but to enhance the positivity that can come out of this. And even with the COVID, I mean, we're going to find a solution. We're going to find, I mean, they're already working. It will working. pass. It will, it will yeah. pass. And they are working on a vaccine for it. So we won't have that. Okay. So those are the things that, I don't know, those are the positives. There always, there always is a brighter day. And one of the things you and I were talking about last night that I just was really drawn into our conversation, Judy and I, you know, we go into bed and we're just laying there. Judy's got her computer open and she just starts talking about her experience of learning something new. In fact, you actually said, I'm learning a new language. And, you know, because there's a whole jargon around the airline industry that you're learning, but you're also learning a computer language that enables you to serve your guests, to serve the customers. Yeah, and and you really and you said it. You've been baptized by fire because you've been put into a situation where you've had to not only learn, but you've had to execute faster than you expected to. Right. Well, yeah, and then the funny thing is, is that you know I don't know. Okay, so someone had said to me, well, lots of a lot of people, a lot of the the veterans there are telling, saying to all of us in our class, you know, that's that had to learn, learn and then be inundated with this um, coronavirus situation because obviously it's affecting the airlines tremendously because everything is being canceled. And so, you know, all that is being canceled, not just events. And so then we have, um, you know, vacations canceled. And so there were canceling, you know, flights and or canceling, I shouldn't say canceling flights, but rescheduling flights. And then people are canceling. That's what I'm saying. People are canceling their itineraries and whatever. They're, and, and so it's a whole myriad of different things that we're working with. But the thing about it is that we don't know any different. And when I say we, is my new class doesn't know anything different. And the veterans would say, oh, my gosh, you know, if you guys can ma- master through this and get through this. You know, you guys can handle anything because this is probably – you know, the most that any of us have ever experienced. And these are people that have been through, you know, even through 9-11. And, and I was thinking, I'm like, you know, it's a good thing we don't know any different. You know, it's like, good thing, we, you know, it's like, we're just going with it and just rolling with it. 
But the whole thing about learning the process of, you know, a new process, kind of like what we're learning right now. I mean, this is our new normal in life right now. Um, and everybody's had to change and adapt and all that. Well, I knew going in, so this was voluntary. The other way was not voluntary. So COVID is not a voluntary change in their in our lives, but this was. So I had to go in with an open mind. And that's the biggest thing. I think we all have to, to experience this with an open mind, that anything can happen at any time. And we have to realize that life, in life, change always happens. So as drastic as this is, I mean, things don't always happen like this, but things do. Sometimes things do. And so the, the voluntary change in what I wanted to do, I knew that I had to keep an open mind to learn um, what I already deemed as a new language because that's really what it is. It's everything, the whole jargon of the airline industry um, and a whole new program of the airline, the policies, procedures, all that, right? And being the person that I am, I'm pretty hard on myself when I don't get it, you know, right away. Like, I I don't know why I think that it should be simple to get right away and I should understand it, but um, I just want to be, I just want to do well. And so the frustrating part is, you know, we've only been in this six weeks total, six weeks of, and we started with the COVID in China. That's, we started that way. So we already kind of saw like, oh boy, things are starting to happen. But at the same time, we were just going through the training, going through the motions that we're supposed to do, business as usual. We just had to. And, you know, um, as we're learning this and going through it, I, I know I was equating it to Jody as a new language. And I'm thinking that after six weeks, I should know the, should know the processes of everything that we're doing, especially since we've been going through such a turmoil on, and um, all the, you know, different ways that people or different calls that we're getting in. And so all those different calls, every process was something new, something different. So it was like, okay, I, I, I didn't just learn, you know what I mean? I just learned that one. Now I got to do another one. And I don't know if I'm making any sense, no, it makes but, perfect but sense. the whole point of this is to say like at six weeks, I'm expecting to be fluent in this language. I mean, how many people are going to be fluent in Japanese? They're not. How many people are in six weeks? But they could be functional. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, I'm functional. I'm not fluent. And then I would talk to veterans and they're like, no, there's still things that sometimes it's like, oh, that's a different way to do it. And they're still learning. And then, and then that's a beauty of things, right? As technology grows, we all still learn and grow. So that's great. I mean, and we can always still learn and grow even if technology didn't grow. But the whole point, I just think of like um, a adapting to the change, being open-minded to the situations at hand. It's so easy right now. I mean, I could have been closed-minded, not about the COVID, just about what I was learning and say, okay, forget it. I can't do this. I give up. I'm done. It's because, and, and that's just, that would be me shutting down, like putting up the wall and saying, forget it. This is too hard. Granted, it is hard, but it's, but it's not too hard. And it's just giving yourself some time to adjust. And that's what we need to do right now. Keeping an open mind, regardless of what the media is telling us, regardless of what even our politicians are telling us, regardless of all the things that you know our best friends would be telling us, 
it, it's okay that they're telling us these things. Keep an open mind to it. Maybe take in what you want to take in and what your values are. Yeah. <clears throat> and what I continue to discover in experiences like this is when you are hit with something that is extremely challenging, that is when you grow the most. It is the opportunity for you to look at yourself and see those areas where you can grow, where you, where you can adapt and progress and make changes. Like in our company, we've been making changes. And yes, the situation has been hard, but those changes are making us a better team. And just like your situation, the, the influx of the, the new normal, the difference that is abnormal from the way things had been occurring in the past, has forced you to learn quicker. It's forced you to dig in deeper. It's forced you to come home and write notes so that you can learn faster. We need to recognize that it, it may be challenging, but it is our opportunity to grow as individuals, as a community, as a family, even as a nation. And that's really the key is that we're not putting our head in the sand. We're not giving up. We're not curling up in the fetal position and just saying, I'm done. Woe is me. The world's dying. Instead, we stand up, we steal our shoulders, we look at what needs to change, we self-assess, and then we execute on those decisions that we make. And yes, some of those decisions may not be exactly the right ones, but they will lead you to the right ones. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, especially when it's uncertain like it is, you don't always know what the right one is. You just have to know, you just... You're just going on, sometimes you just have to go on like, okay, this seems like this might be the best idea. So let's go with it. And and that's why, because it is an unknown. It's this uncharted territory. This is not something that, you know, you've experienced before. You might have experienced things like it. And that's good because that experience is going to, you know, uh, help you make better decisions. But Let's say, for instance, I mean, I do know, like, with um, the families that have little ones, and now all of a sudden, their kids have to be home, and they're little, and so someone has to be home. With Major them. adjustment. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> huge. Daycares are closed. Yeah, because daycares are closing, and so what do you do? And here's the wonderful thing that I think that we all need to recognize. We as a world are coming together. I mean, think about just your community, but look at the whole world. Everybody's trying to figure out how to do this together. The states are coming together. The governors are coming together of our states. You know, they're just, they're working together, figuring it out, helping one another. But in our own communities, it's like, okay, so you, you know, wouldn't necessarily be at the office. Um, and now, well, now they're going to be able to work at home. And then, you know, they don't have to go get daycare because, well, I don't know who they would get daycare from unless they had some immediate family members. But what I'm trying to say is everybody's trying to work together with one another. Yeah. That's the that's the wonderful thing that I'm seeing. And even with, uh, you know, policies are changing and adjusting, you know, within, say, work policies, just like your company, our company, my company, Alaska. You know, we're all changing our policies and procedures to to help fit the situation at hand. And that's adjusting, pivoting, being like water. Yeah. And it, and then that's a beautiful thing that I that I'm watching and seeing and witnessing. 
I mean, I, I got a hand at those. Like, man, I, I feel and my heart hurts for those that are losing their jobs. That just, yeah, I just. Losing I, jobs and losing loved ones. And yeah. And uh, that just, that's painful part of this whole, whole thing right now. That's the painful part. I don't, I don't like, I don't, you know, someone may say, you know, Jody and I went to Jamba Juice yesterday and, you know, we're you trying to, you know, practicing social distancing and, but yet we still went to Jamba Juice and I don't care what people are telling me. And the me, but, mall was But the mall empty. was empty. And so when I, I mean, I didn't go in there to get Jamba Juice. I went in there to find yogurt and I'm like, is it going to even be open? Well, we went in and we knew that it probably wouldn't be very busy at all but it was completely like ghost town it was kind of scary that way actually and the and the thing is is that you know yeah were we practicing social distancing yeah because no one was there <laughs> but but the thing is is that went into jamba juice and i saw the one lonely guy working and i thought oh man he's all by himself and you know we're talking to him and and you know just kind of seeing how he's doing and then i was just thinking you know i'm just gonna patronize you know I, I i want to patron some places and i want to because i want to help it's it just makes me sad to see companies you know our businesses are small businesses yes and so it's like you know i don't know what the impact's going to be yet but it's what it's whatever and i guess i can't like you said bury my head in the sand and just say and not and not do something and not help or not feel good or not send out i need to send out good vibes that's just what what I want to do. And it, it does sadden me though, because I do know friends that are losing their jobs and it makes me sad. And yeah. And it really is an opportunity for us while we may not be able to physically wrap our arms around each other in certain situations, it is an opportunity for us to serve each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually, I did, I did talk about that. I think in my one, uh, yeah, my one post, I was just talking about like, look, you know, this is the time and the chance that we can, you don't have to serve each other and actually be there or bring cookies or anything like that. Or, you know, you may not be able to go to their houses, friends' houses and stuff, but you can serve one another in different ways. You know, I, I'm offering, um, the 14 days, uh, free of, um, Beachbody on demand and giving you an opportunity to, to just, be able to work out or have some kind of activity. We have free, um, uh, sorry, the, yeah, it's free. And then there's like workouts from home, the uh, the family workouts. That's what I was trying to say. The kid workouts, those are there. And it's like, you know, I mean, these are just things that you can do. You can serve one another just by saying, hey, and sending them a text and, you know, sending them those cute little gifs or emailing. I mean, go back to writing, send a letter if you want to, or, you know, email or something. It's, there's a lot of things we can do. This week, I was able to participate in something really unique to bridge the gap of the dissonance that we are having to undergo right now. Sean Hart, one of my mentors, he actually hosts a weekly man-to-man -man meeting there in Flint, Michigan. And rather than cancel it, he moved it to Zoom. He invited men from outside of the Flint community to have this great discussion about fatherhood and manhood and, and some of the issues that men are facing. And I tell you, it was a phenomenal discussion. It created this community, even though we were all over the nation. And one of the guys goes, he made the comment when we were wrapping up, he said, wow, this is amazing to be able to meet with men from all over 
the country that are facing similar challenges and everybody's stories are so relative to what's happening in my life. So there are ways that we can bring the communities together where we can serve each other and love each other and lift each other through this experience that is Corona. And I just love it. And, and you know, you and I are both growing. Our companies are growing. We're seeing people work together. And that's really the beauty of this entire experience. Right. That's what I'm seeing too. It's just that we're, we as communities, as companies, and um, as a state, as a nation, coming together, working together, understanding one another, um, being patient when, with one another. It, it is hard, right? And, and I mean, definitely, we've got some people that are scared and frightened. I mean, I definitely experienced um, some calls, you know, with some very upset um, people on the phone, um, you know, and, and I have to take it as they're not upset at me. They're just scared. They're just upset at the situation. It's changed the situation. They've lost jobs. They're now fearful. They can't travel. They, um, you know, don't want to travel now because of the situation, obviously, but now they can't even travel because they've just lost their job. I mean, that's, those are real life situations. And as some people might be taking it out on social media, maybe they're even going to take it out on you and talk to you and vent. And, and they're actually not, they're just upset at the situation. So it's hard not to take those things personal. It's hard. It is hard to not just think like, man, you know, why are you attacking me? I'm just, you know, this is, I didn't do this. I didn't start this. I didn't do anything. And no one really did. It just is what happens. What's what happened. So at that point, I feel like this is an opportunity for us to show some grace, to show some understanding, to be courteous, to be courageous during this time, to be calm. And I mean, I remember reading somebody saying, you know, why is everybody telling me to be calm? And I don't want to be <laughs> calm about this. And I don't, it's like, okay, okay. So you don't want to got it. You don't, you know what? I mean, I'm saying this because, because while it's how you want to handle the situation, how you want to handle it by, you know, being upset about it and handling that or doing, using fear at that point. Hey, that's how you want to handle it. And I'm going to have to let you do it your way, but you also have to let me do it my way. And my way is to be, to stay calm. And I feel that that's a lot more productive than being fearful, but that's my take on it. I think one of the great opportunities that we have, especially in our families and in the communities that we work with, whether at work or, or church or whatever is people will always remember how they felt in uncertain times. And instead of fostering fear, we need to do everything that we can to foster hope, action, and resilience, and service to one another. And when we do that, we will rise to the occasion. We will come out on top together, and we will become better individuals and we will become a better community and that's really what it's all about and you know I strongly invite you guys to listen to last week's episode 
you know, be like water. It really does align very nicely with this episode and the experience that we're going through. If there's anything that Judy and I can do to help you, please DM us. Send us an email at choosedon'texcuse at gmail.com. We are here for you. We're walking through this just like everybody else is, and we're doing everything we can to instill hope, confidence, resilience, and action in our family and in your family. So as always, thank you for joining us. Please remember to like, subscribe, and give us a review. And as always, mahalo. Mahalo.